0: Lurping my coffee me too so me too um so good I got the um that Trader Joe's fall blend you know that I love did you, uh-huh. get, did you get that did well you get that? I haven't got it yet no but I know you love it it's so good but I ran out of it and then I was like devastated because I, I love <laughs> it but I don't love it enough to make an hour drive to get it you know so I was like torn like what do I do but I actually found this local company that makes a harvest blend and it tastes even better. And so Ooh. Super, I know. So got a been, local upgrade. I got a local upgrade. So I'm really enjoying it. Oh my gosh, I love a good local coffee. I know. I I think I might um I've been reading this book. Sorry, this is a random tangent that I didn't plan to go on right out the gate, but I've been reading this coffee roasting book from the library. Um, I met this couple when Seth and I went on a Modere trip and they roasted their own coffee and sold it. And they were like trying to start, you know, a coffee roasting business. And I was like, oh, like, again, I have that problem, that syndrome called how hard can it be? And so I was like, oh, I should just do that too. Along with nine other million other things. I've been reading this book and I think I might invest in a coffee roaster. Ooh, in the yeah make that's my fun. own so you just buy the beans from somewhere yeah you would like source the beans and then you mm-hmm. could roast them and then you could make your own trader joe's fall and and you wouldn't have to go anywhere
1: you might as well <laughs> do it you should just do it add <laughs> it
0: to your skill set i'll buy it from you okay done consider it done okay, um perfect. You what's up with your today? first folks um I am
1: not roasting my own coffee, but I will gladly buy it for you from mm-hmm. you. Um, what's up with me? Nothing. Um just been working a bit this week and nothing too exciting. <laughs> like working on the commercial. Wallpaper. Yeah, wallpapering and such. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a good week. I feel like the weeks for
0: us fly. It's Friday again. How? do fly. I I was just thinking like, I think about this all the time actually, but like I've been working at the hospital on Mondays because this is for the, for the full-time working people who are listening to this, I am well aware that this is going to sound level 10 ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway. So please still love me. But when (laughs) I try to, (laughs) when I try to find a day to work, during the week, during the seven day week, there is no day that works well for me. <laughs> That's the part that I know is going to be so annoying to hear if you work full time. But I've been working Mondays because Monday, there's no homeschool co op that we have to take Ruby to. And Seth is able to work from home a lot on Monday. So I'm able to go to work. But if I work Monday, I'm gone. Like it's like a 19 hour day, no joke. And then so Tuesday is like my recovery day. I'm tired. Then Wednesday is my like catch up day from Monday and Tuesday. And then by the time I get back to baseline, it's freaking Thursday, Friday, and yeah. then it's like time to do it all over again. Like, why yeah. does the week just go like that?
1: Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I also feel like we, our bodies are um not what they used to be. As far as recovery, I was talking to my friend about that because we had a wedding last weekend, different, not the same as work, but she was in the wedding. So there's like so many fun festivities and they're like doing stuff like that whole like couple of days leading up to it. I mean, and she was like, I'm still recovering. And this was yesterday. Cause it's just like such, oh, yeah. take it out of you, you know? So uh-huh. I don't think it's hard to like, in work is mentally and physically draining when you're on your feet all day too. And you drive, it's like a whole thing. So yeah, it is a whole I'm thing. with you. It starts the week off. It's like, I don't know, you get it done, but it also, um, yeah, time is weird. I don't know. I always, I, I woke up today thinking, how was it today? How was today Friday? I was just at that wedding on Saturday. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. so hot.
1: It's
0: so, <laughs> hot. so hot. so wet. Um,
1: so
0: hot. I saw that you went to that wedding. You looked so pretty. I loved your dress.
1: Oh thanks. We actually had two weddings. It was so weird but not yes. weird, but like the timing of it because we haven't been to a wedding in 100 years and then yeah. we had two weddings um, back to back and it was very, very fun. Both brides were gorgeous. Both weddings were awesome. Um, it was like
0: both Like you had a wedding on Friday and Saturday or Saturday
1: and Saturday Saturday and Saturday. We got to do the ceremony and cocktail hour at one. And then we got to do the dinner and reception at the other
0: Saturday and Saturday. Yeah.
1: Wild. (laughs) One of them was we, I love her. I used to go to church with her, but she watched the boys when they were really little. She was the one who like watched them while I was working part time. So I feel like anybody who does that with your kids are automatically just like a family, you know, I just love her so much. And anyways, now she's married. And then the other one was was a high school friend um, who lives in New York and got married. So they're both like such special weddings
0: yeah, and so fun. So we went to our, um, my Ruby's when she was a baby, her nanny or babysitter or whatever that we had. Um, we went to her, um, wedding the other month and it was so special. Like, it was like, we, and again, it made me feel so old. Like, wait a minute. You were so young to me when you came and watched my newborn and now you're like getting married yourself. Like, it's just so wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really wild. And it's funny to think about like all the things she used to do. Like, I remember one time I had this meeting and like leaving Zeke home with her. He was just like little, he had this like crazy fever. She's like, it's fine. I'll take care of him. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Like, I'm like, what like mindset was I in? And she was so chill and so cool about it and just like did it. And I was just like, I don't even like doing that with my own kids. So shout out to all the nannies and babysitters and people that love oh, teacher teachers, so daycare, everything, because truly like parents feel such a bond with you and there's nothing like it there's nothing like the people that choose to care for your children so
0: and and Ruby still like Ruby still talks about her and she was only in Ruby's life when Ruby was a baby because I quickly realized that working wasn't going to be something that was going to work out for me (laughs) while having a baby (laughs) conventional yes you work but yes um Well, working like that, like I was, I tried to go back to work like three days a week when she was a baby. And then I quickly realized I I wasn't for me, but I, um, but Ruby still talks about her. Like the other day we were driving and she said, Oh, there, that's a car like Jane has and Ruby hasn't been with Jane since like, she was two, but she just, um, you know, like she's special to me and special to Ruby. So absolutely. to all caregivers and babysitters and oh my gosh it's like the lord's work for sure but like it does just make you feel so old that those yeah like quote unquote kids are getting married oh, and, yeah. and you know what else is, is a total punch to the face like every time I go we have a, our grocery store here has a thing that you can see that says basically like if you you know the thing that's like if you were born before this day or after this day you can buy alcohol i forget the the verbiage of it but these kids are from you guys they were born in 2002 that can drink alcohol is that yeah. right like i graduated high school in 2001 oh, wait that's not even right what year oh. can you how old do you have to be to drink i don't alcohol?
1: know i can't do math right no now.
0: that is right 2002
1: okay. yeah because it's 20 wait no.
0: If they were yeah. 18, it's
1: 2023.
0: Yeah, if they were born in 2002, they can drink alcohol, which is crazy. But every time I see that sign, it honestly feels like a proverbial hand comes out and just like punches me in the face. Like, I'm just like, wait, what just happened to me? I just got punched in the face by looking at that sign because that's funny. I'm gonna go home with my tail between my legs. And like, <laughs> Do some sort of spa mask because I'm aging real rapidly. <laughs> and then they're like, ma'am, can I see your ID?
1: And you're like, why? It's the 2002 kids. <laughs>
0: oh And no, um, I'm like, oh, yes, you can.
1: I like, know. I do actually like it too. But then I'm like, oh, you have rules. It's like if you're not like, you know, <laughs> super, super old like my grandparents. I
0: never get carded. And my husband gets carded constantly. And he's like. He has a baby face. Forty-two, dang, dang man.
1: Um, have a baby face for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, okay, well, yes, all the things.
0: Let's talk about when you age and you become strong women. What yeah. that looks like for you, and from a mindset perspective, instead of um, talking about what our physical appearance looks. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, Okay, so as we get older, how wise we become? Yes, we are going to talk about
1: that, and we're going to list off like some things that mentally strong women more so don't do, and then we're going to talk about the things that Christy and I particularly struggle with on this list, so I'm just going to read it, read the list that we have, um, and then we can go from there, so...
0: Okay, so wait, this is a a list of what mentally strong women.
1: Like what mentally strong women don't do. So things that like shouldn't make the list, right? So we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people. We don't insist on perfection. We don't see vulnerability as a weakness. We don't let self-doubt stop us from reaching our goals. We don't overthink everything. Eh. We don't avoid tough challenges. Um, mentally strong women don't fear breaking the rules. We don't put others down to lift themselves up. We don't let others limit our potential. We don't blame ourselves when something goes wrong that's like out of our control. We don't say silent. Um We don't feel bad about reinventing ourselves. We don't downplay our success. And I think that's it. So we're just going to talk about like building our muscle of being a mentally strong woman. I love that. What on that list like sticks out to you either as a strength
0: or something that you feel like you struggle with? Um, gosh, when you were reading that list, I had so much to say, okay, I'm gonna go back and look at it again. Um first of all i I struggle with all of the i mean these are all pain points for me, they have been pain points for me at some point yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like I think these things all are things that happen on the daily, like and sometimes subconsciously, you know, but like okay, just to go with the um vulnerability piece you guys I I love vulnerability I actually love vulnerability like I don't struggle there I, I really don't I I think I love vulnerability I just think there's nothing more humbling and it always allows me to realize how like in a world where the media and social media tries to portray us as like polar opposites and all of these like very polarized views vulnerability always shows me that we are more alike than different. And I am obsessed with being an, a vulnerable idiot all the time. Like I just think it's like just a good place to be. Um, so I love that, but I, I'm definitely an overthinker. Um, and I also feel like I, um, a lot of the times, um, um, I catch myself downplaying, not my success, but I, I catch myself downplaying my dreams and my goals mm-hmm. because I don't want to um, like isolate myself or make myself seem like I'm quote unquote better than someone else. Like I fear that if I talk very openly about where I what I want to do with my life, or what we want to do here on the farm or what what we're working on behind the scenes that I'm going to seem irrelevant or non-relatable or whatever. And, yeah. I, and so I struggle a lot with that downplaying success or downplaying my dreams. That's, that's my big struggle. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, and I like- find like, if I, if someone compliments me, like I, you, that used to be a big sh- struggle for me. Like a compliment was like, I f- felt like I had to like, like it was, I had a hard time just saying, Oh, thanks. Like if mm-hmm. someone complimented my clothing, I would be like, Oh, thanks. I got it for he- at this place on sale for one ninety nine Like I just, you know, I, I yeah. which is sort of a, like in, in a weird way, I think what you're doing there is downplaying the compliment. If you s- take the compliment and just say, thank you so much. And just let yourself have that compliment versus like trying to explain yourself when you're complimented. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I agree. I do it too. I agree. I think it's like, I don't know what that, what that's all about, but you feel like you owe them like a reason for
0: (laughs) their compliment. I think we've talked about this on here, but like sometimes that is like, off putting to the person who gave you a compliment, like that makes them feel uncomfortable, and then they're gonna maybe, like not compliment you any more times because you were then like level 10 awkward about <laughs> just looking pretty that day, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you what on this list like really jumps out and grabs you? Okay, so I think
1: like the one that I love the most, especially when we talk about women is not putting others down to lift ourselves up because I feel like it's something that I love to see when women are just constantly lifting each other up um, and not competing like to me that is super beautiful I think it's a hard one because whatever it's is it the way we're wired is it because like middle school is hard and then it just keeps going. I don't really know the rhyme or reason, like why this feels like women are always in some sort of like competition, even if you're not in the same field of work or you've chosen to have kids or not have kids. Like, but I think if we can take ourselves out of the situation and be able to see people and take ourselves like out of the equation and just be excited for each other, I think that is where like so much self-growth happens. At least it has for me. And I really love that. Like, I think it's very freeing. And so you can be excited for people and it has nothing to do with your own life. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So that's probably my favorite because I just feel like it's so genuine. And when you have those people in your life that like really care and are like, gosh, just like asking you the questions or so proud of you or whatever it really makes a difference and I I don't know I yeah. just love that and I want to be
0: that friend for my friends yeah I agree I, I keep seeing this like thing cir- um circling around on my social media and it I forget the exact verbiage but it's something like um shout out to the women who like hold the room for me when I'm not in it or something mm-hmm. like some, mm-hmm. something like that Did yeah. you, did you do that? yeah life? I know what you're talking about like, like mm-hmm. who, who mentioned my name
1: in a room that I'm not even in or like
0: yes who like yeah. uphold my name in a room that I'm not even yeah. in and I love like that is like wow that's that is powerful I think because I don't know if it, it must be the way we're wired if, if this is like a pain point for so many women but I do think it is I think this is a struggle for our, a lot of people and it's um like I just, you know, I, I have to remind myself often and and I want to remind all of you that are listening that there is space for all of us, even if you do feel like there's a friend who is in the same line of work or and maybe the world could convince you to believe that they're a competitor mm-hmm. of, of yours. Uh, there's still space for all of us. And I think that's where, like, I'm going to blend a couple of these together, but that's where the vulnerability piece can, can come back in. If you are vulnerable and you allow yourself to be authentically you, no matter what, then guess what? You set yourself apart from that person who could be considered your competition. You're different than them. You get to bring a different um lens or viewpoint to the table of maybe let's say the same thing that you're both doing you get to do it a little bit differently and set yourself apart from them and then that's going to allow you more grace to um to look at them in that light of like i'm cheering for her too like we're we're both doing the same thing yeah and I, and I'm, of course I'm, I'm coming at this from like a, a job perspective or an entrepreneur perspective, but, um, it doesn't even have to, it could be any thing, yeah. a friend or, um, a coworker or whatever. It doesn't have to be work related.
1: Right. Yeah. But like, the other thing is like that, like that mindset is also contagious. And so mm-hmm. if you're. Mm-hmm oh, if you're the one out of your friend group or whatever that's the encourager, like that's a contagious thing. And then what that is gonna do is it's gonna continue to open doors and open opportunities for you only because you are being genuine in trying to like hold space for your friends and be an authentic person and also be like a cheerleader for your friends essentially. And I think like, like not that we're doing it for ourselves, but I think like the irony of putting people down is to make ourselves feel better. But when you're not doing that, that's when I think we actually see more success in our growth of like who we are. That's what actually opens more opportunities because people love to be around people that are encouraging one another.
0: Absolutely. It's like, it's a short term, if you're going to join in and um, if there's a room that's speaking ill on someone or whatever and you join into that it's tempting but if you join in it might make you feel a short-term sense of like you know a pride or whatever for yourself but long-term it's only going to make you feel yucky and it's only going to put you in a place that's not great but if you I've been in the situation before at work actually where I was in a space where people were talking about someone and I shut it down. So It's so easy to shut it down because if everyone's talking about someone and you come in and just like spin it and people are like, oh, first of all, they're going to think that you're like a wet blanket, but who cares? Like <laughs> shut, shut down the noise that's unnecessary. And then, and then you're going to feel so good. Like it, the good that you feel for doing that is way better than any like false goodness that you're going to get from speaking ill of someone just for that short-term gain, you know? Yeah. And I think
1: like to remember, and we talk about this all the time, like it all comes from somewhere deeper. Like it's an insecurity that's coming out and listen, we're not, but it's like, we really need to get real with ourselves of why we feel insecure about somebody else's success. Um, that we feel like we have to like, Put somebody down or whatever and so I don't know something to think about but it is something yeah. that when I see it I'm like um yes please I really like you I love your energy yeah. and I want that you know and it's something we can all work for my
0: the on, one, oh god no 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 go ahead
1: no I was just gonna say the one that I struggle with the most is not like a surprise to anyone it's the overthinking I mean the amount of overthinking I do, I really actually feel like it's very, very, very hard for me to work on too. Cause it's like my, the way I'm, I think that I've either wired myself or the way I'm wired. I don't know. This was a hard, this is a hard one for me. And I think like, what I don't do is let it stop me anymore, but I do feel like it's like, it's a lot. A yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well- I think that's good that you're, um, you know, not letting it, like, s- stop you in your tracks anymore. Like, you're aware of it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think there's a huge, uh, even when you're aware of a problem, that still doesn't solve the problem, you well, know? Well,
1: the problem with overthinking is, like, when you mm-hmm. ruminate on a thought, like, it can lead to anxiety and depression. And mm-hmm. those are both crippling, right? And so... Yeah overthinking in itself isn't like I'm not talking about like overthinking a big decision I'm talking about like little things and we're all like get stuck on ideas or if something um went wrong at work like I just like can't stop thinking about that kind of thing that it's like I can't take my mind off of it and then it makes me feel anxious so those are where I'm like eek trying to get better um yeah. and it's problem solving you know and so I think the cure to that is usually trying to fixate on something that is positive and so that's not related to that problem um yeah and so i'm working on it but sorry yeah, i mean
0: <laughs> i wish we could like bring a like a psychologist on for that one cuz i feel that is i mean it, it is like almost like do you think it's because you want to like um fix it whatever it is like you're tra- like mm-hmm. you can't stop until it's fixed is that what yeah, it, I don't like, know, you probably can't stop- like a
1: million like deep reasons why I'm whack but I think it's like I'm a perfectionist so I want it to be perfect I also want people to like me and <laughs> yeah like I think and I don't I want the problem to be over yeah. So there's like the control piece. There's a piece where I'm like not settled. Like I I mean that's a whole nother one of like being okay with like not everyone liking you. I know you are like good with this. That's my like I just don't like that's hard for me to. Um yeah, there's a lot
0: going on behind the scenes. So I don't know. I mean, but there's a lot going on in all of us behind the scenes. Like we we are all whack for real. I mean these <laughs> this list is a list because it's a pain point for everyone. Like if, and if it, if they weren't, if they weren't relatable, we wouldn't be talking about them. And so I think, um, yeah, I mean, these things are all like struggles. Like I, I mean, this is a stupid example, but like, I tend to be a person who like, if I'm driving in the car and someone beeps their horn, I'm like, why are they beeping at me? Like, what, what do yeah. I do? You know? And like, they're probably not beeping at me. like nine times out of ten they are I mean, I am a terrible driver, but but they probably are beeping at something or someone else. but like I immediately go to like, what did I do wrong? Oh, yeah, which yeah. I guess is on the list. They don't that blame is on the them. list. Yeah, they don't blame themselves when something goes wrong. Um I gravitate towards that, but I think it's because it that is like these do all blend together. that is because I want to do things well. Mm -hmm. and I um am like a high achieving type a person and so if I feel like there's a place where I was weak like I need to know and I need to fix it like you know um which is not healthy like that's you will burn yourself out living like that you know Um, yeah because like not everything is fixable it's like I don't know well, yeah, and like the world, the world will swallow you up if you let it, because it, we're all broken, and there's always something going on that like could really take you down. Like you said, depressed and anxious, because you can't like you can't fix all the problems that are going on around you. Like, yeah. But
1: I will say, like, when you put yourself in positions where you're like doing new things, where we both talked about, like, we're both doing you also can't hide from any of these growing areas and so it forces you to feel that like you you, if you're if you're not staying comfortable you're going to feel all these things probably at one point or or another maybe you're not going to be by it but you're going to feel it you know and so that makes me proud of us at least for um what's the one that's like don't fear breaking the rules not that we're like illegal, like, illegally selling drugs or something, but, like, I feel like both of us have that in us of where we want to, like, bust out of, like, a box of what's typical and normal, and we just want to do our own thing, and so um, maybe there's
0: one on the list that we, (laughs) (laughs) comes, like, easier to us, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that one, like, don't fear breaking the rules. I absolutely have zero fears when it comes to breaking the rules. I don't I don't fear that. I um and that's that's like a tricky one when you're a parent, I think. Like yeah. I am a I am a person who likes that I truly feel that it is appropriate to break the rules sometimes. However, when you try to teach your kids that it's a fine line, right? There's a balance there. Um when you try to teach your kids that, like I want Ruby to know that sometimes it's okay to break the rules but I also want her to follow all of my rules <laughs> no I know what you mean like, I think
1: when I read this I think more about like like coloring outside the lines or living outside the box of what's yeah. like typical and normal like how you were saying like, like society. yeah like the eight to five wasn't for you and so you found something different and the same with me it's like people are like what you're wallpapering like that's so random and I like I'm like yeah I like seek out the random like that's what I like yeah yeah (laughs) so I think and I mean there's a million other people like that I just think it's it's a good thing it's fun but yeah like not necessarily doing something wrong but kind of like oh I'm gonna go that way instead well yeah
0: but even with your but even with your kids like like society will make them feel like there's a way that's, that's right. Like for Riding the school bus and going to um, and learning in a classroom setting all day. Like if that's what society is teaching, my child is like the rule, the unwritten rule. Like that's what you do. Then is as a rule, like Ruby is a rule follower. So is that going to make her feel less than if she's not learning in a classroom all day. And instead we're playing in the woods and learning that way or learning at our kitchen table. Like, you know, and I think that's a silly example, but you can you can take that same um, situation, but apply it to adults. Like if you're, if like you, Lindsay, like you've decided to leave the rat, excuse me, I'm going to call it a rat race. If you If you've decided to leave the rat race of the nine to five, and now you're doing these like, you know, wallpaper jobs. Um, you've got your own business going and you're a wallpaper girl. Love it. Um, are you, when someone says, what do you do for work? Do you feel confident in saying like, I have a wallpaper business? Or are you like, well, I kind of just like do wallpaper <laughs> on the side to like make a couple of dollars here and there. Cause I like, you know, and then do you find your, like self over explaining yourself because you've let these like societal rules make you feel like you're less than you know um
1: i don't think it's the societal rules that gets me i think it's my own confidence sometimes it gets me so to answer that question I think in the very beginning when we were starting out, I minimized it a little bit just because I didn't really know where it was gonna go. Yeah. And I didn't really know if like what I thought that we were building was actually gonna come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I think that now that we're six months in, I think I answer that question with a little bit more confidence in myself, knowing that I have more experience now and I have a long way to go. But um, so yeah, I think I answer it more with like pride in knowing that like I am happy about where I'm at you know
0: yeah Yeah. and that wasn't that wasn't wasn't meant to be like a no I know
1: I just I did want to answer the question because I think it's an interesting question
0: yeah but like the way that you respond to someone saying something to you or asking you something related to like what society would deem as normal or like a quote-unquote rule definitely like if you pause and listen to re-listen to what you say, like when someone gives you a compliment or when someone asks you what you do for work, like that's a good um, little peek into your mindset around,
1: you know, anything. um, Yeah. Okay, but to flip it on you, like I think with the farm or starting a farm, like there's a million people that have asked you about like, oh my gosh, whatever. And I don't know your exact like response all the time, but what I've seen from you is I'm so excited to learn like yes. everything that there is to happen. And like, so do you feel like, I know that has to be overwhelming at times, but do you feel like, I mean, that's an example, right? Yeah,
0: yeah totally. My, I love that. My typical response is usually like, I feel a sense of pride because we're doing this. And I feel like I love a challenge. So I'm like, yeah, we're starting a farm. Um, but I have no clue what I'm doing. So I'm just learning as I go. And then I think, you know, that could be interpreted as, okay, this is good. I like where this is going. Sorry. I just got excited. That could be interpreted as an insecure response. Like But for me, it's coming from a place of vulnerability. And I sometimes have, this has happened to me quite a bit because I'm, because I lend, uh, I lean into my vulnerability a lot. If you are talking to someone who um, doesn't like vulnerability or that makes them feel uncomfortable, they can interpret your vulnerability as a weakness and then I find a lot of times those people will start coming at me with like a lot of unsolicited advice and I'm like wait why is this person um, uh, like they interpret my vulnerability as a weakness I interpret my vulnerability as a strength and so that's interesting because then the way that they communicate with me they start talking to me like I'm an idiot and I'm in fact, not an idiot, (laughs) but, but I, I I understand why someone, if if someone fears vulnerability and I'm over here being super vulnerable and maybe I, and maybe I have blonde hair and maybe I am a little bit over giddy sometimes they could think like, "Oh, this girl's dumb. And then, and then I'm not taken seriously. And I have encountered that a lot where people, I think, think, that i am just um not to be taken seriously but that's on them again i have to like yeah that's like one of
1: those quotes where it's just like what you what is it what other people think of me is not my problem or something yeah
0: totally and like at the end of the day i'm so like i'm so confident let's just roll with this farm example like i'm so confident in what we're doing even though i have no clue what we're doing I'm so confident in what we're doing because I know myself in that when I'm presented with an opportunity, I research the heck out of it. I learn, I vow to myself to keep going even when it gets hard. And I know that I'll come out on top because I just, I carry that in my heart that I'm just, I, I'm going to finish. I'm going to see it through, you know, Um, and that doesn't mean I don't have the right to change my mind. I could at any time say, Oh, we're moving back to the city. I don't think I will, but, um, I always, I always end up earning the respect of the people who took my vulnerability as a weakness at the end of the day. Like it takes a minute. Mm -hmm. It does a process. Um, but it is interesting. And I, I'm glad we're talking about this. I don't know if this is relatable to anyone, but I have encountered that being vulnerable, that some people are so uncomfortable with vulnerability. They don't know what to do with it. And then they just try to start schooling you. And.
1: Okay. But this is where I think the conundrum of confidence, vulnerability, letting people in, not being overconfident is so hard yeah. because if you approach it saying oh you're starting a farm and you're like yep and we're doing that and it's going to be perfect and you like come with this like yeah. almost like overconfidence or arrogance then you're arrogant but if you're like sharing the real stuff then you're vulnerable and you're in it like it's like what is the in between and that's where I think like at the end of the day it really doesn't matter like how we come off to other people because it's our life, right? And like the people that are in our life that we care about and care about us, like they're gonna stay. But the other, like the people on the outside that may be curious and maybe they have great intentions too, like that should not carry that much weight of how we come off or what our response was or whatever. I know this in my head, it's hard for me to like not care in my heart, but like it really is true. Cause it's like, those people aren't on like doing what you're doing all day long. You know, those people don't go to work with you. Those people don't parent with you. It's like.
0: No, they're not in my arena. They're not in my arena. And that's something that when I do have those moments of like questioning or whatever, I think about that all the time. Like I'm in the arena fighting the bull and they're just spectators and they can think that it looks easy or hard or arrogant or, um, whatever. Like I am certain that people have thought when I talk sometimes, like who does she think she is? (laughs) I'm certain that people have had that response. I don't care because I know who I am and I don't need to prove that to anyone. And the people who love me, they love me because they just do. And so, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not cheering for me, that's fine. You can still sit around and watch. I'm going to do my thing regardless.
1: (laughs) You know, see, that's where, like, I think that's what I love about you. And that's what I slowly, but surely am trying to like, I don't know. It's not like I want to change my personality because I think it's okay. But I think this like letting go of, perception or what people think or whatever. It's just so good and it's for whatever reason so tricky for my personality.
0: Yeah. And and, and I know that that's a pain point for a lot of people. I yeah. and I'm not perfect at it. I absolutely like I think I said this to you or I don't know if I said it on here but I delivered a treat and some flowers to our new neighbor who had a birthday. Oh yeah, you did say it on here. Can I talk about it on here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was like months ago. I don't know when her birthday was. I forget. But I never heard from her. And I, here's, here's a, here, this is a moment of weakness for me because she's a new neighbor. And because I want to earn her love and respect, I was like, oh my gosh, she hates me. They're mad at us that we're building cabins. They're so mad. They like hate us. And you know what? Um, two nights ago I was baking an apple pie and I realized it didn't have any nutmeg. And I texted the neighbor who I know loves me and asked her for nutmeg and she didn't have any. And I was like, Oh, really want to make this apple pie was the day it was the night before I was starting a 72 hour fast and that was going to be like my last thing that I was going to eat and I wanted it to be good I really needed nutmeg um so I texted her the one who I sent flowers to and didn't hear a response and I said hey do you have any nutmeg I'm baking pie and I really and she did and so I went over there and she thanked me for the flowers and the pop tarts that I made the hand pies that I made and it's been months and I came home to Seth and I was like I just feel this huge sense of relief honest yeah. to god I felt a huge weight off my shoulders because it had been bothering me that she never responded to my kind gesture but it wasn't that she wasn't thinking of it she just I think it's the communication is definitely different in Hawking and Logan um mm-hmm. and there's a lack of it, I think. But but mm-hmm. she was so kind. She gave me nutmeg. She thanked me for the flowers. We chatted for way too long, and then I left there feeling good. But why did I need that from her? But I did. <laughs> um You wanted to know that you guys were okay, like that you were like nothing's yeah. so going on. I, don't, I I'm telling you that silly story to say like I'm not. I don't. I never not struggle with that stuff. Like I yeah. do struggle with that stuff especially if it's someone who's close to me I think like I want people close to me to understand me for sure um but if it's just like some random person I don't need their approval Uh, yeah like
1: yeah yeah I I hear you and I love the um the way that story tied up I was curious about how how that ended
0: yeah long story long that's (laughs) that's the story
1: (laughs) yeah that's funny but it makes sense and I think it's very relatable and I think that all of us in some way have these like loose ends with things or we're holding on to something I mean that's like what stress is like you hold on to something so it might be something as like simple as not that it's simple but like as small as what you're talking about, yeah, and it's good to release that.
0: Yeah, it felt mm-hmm. good, for like, but I, sh- yeah, I was holding on to it, even though I wasn't. It wasn't something I was thinking about daily. At by anyone yeah. thought about it in a month, I had let it go, but I was still like, I felt a change in my body, so I obviously was holding on to it a little bit, you know. <laughs> but I think you know the takeaway is like from that, like, think this is. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm not a football person, but think about a football game. When you go to watch a football game, there's, there are two teams playing and you're rooting for one of them and you're not rooting for you're opposing the other team. Like when you do anything, that's how it's going to go. Like you are a football team and there is someone there who is rooting against you. Like, and that's, you just have to get really comfortable knowing that there are those people who are, not rooting for you, but there are just as many, if not more people rooting for you. And that is where that, those are the people you give your energy to. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is where you keep your focus mindset. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset practice. 100%. You have to stay focused on the people who are rooting for you for sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So anyway, let's go back to the list. Um, How do you feel about, um, let's just do like one more and then we can kind of wrap this up, but, um, reinvent it. How do you feel about the one that's about reinventing yourself? Strong women don't feel bad about reinventing themselves. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, tell me, I feel like, well, I, I feel like this kind of applies to you because you are kind of. I feel like when a lot of my friends in this age group do start to reinvent themselves, like for so long, you were a stay at home mom and you then became like a homeschool teacher for a couple of years. And then I know you were kind of like soul searching a little (laughs) bit this past year of like what you wanted to do. And you kind of did reinvent yourself. And I don't know. I just think that's really cool that you, you reinvented, you re, um, you rebranded yeah
1: I guess like to me it's and I think I've talked about this before like I think to me I've always felt like the liberty to do new stuff whenever I want and it's not because we have a billion dollars and like anything like that it's because my mom was always doing new jobs like she wallpapered and then she opened like her own florist business and like she always did very creative business outlets in order to let like to be flexible with us so I saw that modeled for me like my whole life and that felt very normal to me and so I think not right out of school like right out of school I felt like I needed to get my nine to five and do all that stuff but as I had kids and tried to figure out like what works for our family like that kind of came back to me and felt very I felt I feel very much the same as I think my mom did when she was raising our kids and so I always I don't know if I even like look at it so strongly as like reinventing it's like oh the next best thing for our family you know like this makes sense now yeah okay this makes sense now and I feel like I can't look at it like oh like I have friends that have been in their career now for like 17 years you know like same job and that is super impressive and there's so many things that I love about that for them my trajectory has been so different and I have to be like it's okay because that that thing led me to the next thing led me to the next thing you know yeah um I love like that. I
0: remember back to when we had remember can you hear me okay it just told me my internet yeah, it
1: like went up okay yeah we're good
0: um remember when we had Jackie on from Fount and she, I remember, I mean, this kind of goes right along with what you're saying. Like she said, I, I'm a yes person because you never know what opportunity is going to open up and what, what it's going to lead to next. And I love, mm-hmm. I loved when she said that, that I, that stuck with me because she's absolutely right. And like you're saying, yeah. that is kind of how, things have rolled for you like you've just been open to new things and look at you go girl
1: oh thanks I mean you too but it's that's like specifically just within like the job arena or what I'm like doing like everything else in my life like I have very long friendships I have I've dated or dated that dated and been married to Justin since we were 17 like there's a lot of consistencies in my life that make me feel like in this area it's okay to kind of like figure it out um I don't know if that's relatable or if people understand or like can relate to that but um I am thankful about that freedom and it's not lost on me that like because Justin does have like he carries our insurance and has a very stable job like I am able to be more flexible I know not everybody has that opportunity um so I do feel very thankful because starting a business is is difficult no matter who you are like just you know getting things off the ground and running and um anyways I feel thankful for that but I um I also feel like some of that stuff you just got to do it too you know you have to take some risks um I don't know check back with me in a couple of years but I feel good about where it's going right now so yeah, and, and like and the other other thing I will say is like I don't think we can predict how we're going to feel as our kids get older, like things change, like they're changing, their needs are changing. Therefore we change. And so I think to like put ourselves in this box again of like, Oh, this is going to work. This job is going to work for me and work for me forever. I just don't think that that's realistic.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I completely agree. So I love the, um, you know, like you said, starting a business is really challenging, but the, but definitely the, the upside of being an entrepreneur and it is that you can tweak it to meet the needs of your family, which for most women, not all, and that's okay. But like for most women, their family, their children, that is their main priority, not work. And so if you can find a job or do something that allows you to have that flexibility, um, then, then you're meeting your needs. If that's, if work is your priority, then that's fine too, but it's just, you have to find a way to make it work for you. And then you can tweak as you go along, pivot when needed. Pivot.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, again, not to like, we don't have to dive into all of it too, but I feel like, again, like you have in a very different way, the same thing of like being city gal to now, like being, in your space on the farm and doing all these new things that are like super cool and I love just hearing about it and watching you and like what a life for Ruby and I do feel like not being pigeonholed into an idea or where you thought you were going to be and being able to be like all right like we're going to try this and um I don't know I think there's something so freeing and so beautiful about letting yourself experience that. Yeah. For however long it lasts, whether it's the rest of your life or whether it's 10 years or what.
0: Yeah. I saw a sign. I walked into a coffee shop the other day and there was a sign on the door next to the coffee shop that said closed for rebranding. It was a restaurant and it said closed for rebranding. I took a photo of it. I keep meaning to write an Instagram post. I haven't done it. So I'll just talk about it on here. I just, that was like, that stupid sign was like so powerful to me. I like got all emo about the sign, but I was like, this restaurant is closed for rebranding. Like, how cool is that? Like, instead of just like this restaurant just realized that what they were currently doing wasn't serving them or the community. And so instead of just trying to plow through it, and make small changes while they still stayed open for a business, they just completely shut down for a long time. And they're completely redoing themselves. And you can take that same thing and apply it to your life. Like sometimes on the weekends, it's okay. If you close your business, so to speak, shut down, like get off of social media, say no to any social obligations and just stay home. And like, Have a moment to like Mm rebrand yourself or like get your shit together and come back stronger, you know? And I think, yeah, like that is just, I don't know. I loved seeing that sign closed for rebranding because I was like, oh, you know, I am, we are in the season of change. And sometimes I feel like I'm still trying to like have it all together while we're rebranding our whole family mm-hmm. and it's hard and so sometimes I needed to see that sign to give myself permission that's cool to I don't that know.
1: is that makes a lot of sense and I think that is really cool that it spoke to you like that
0: yeah stupid sign maybe I'd had too much coffee that day but I was really bad no
1: it. it makes I like it. it it makes sense like you have to pause in order to make those big changes sometimes mm-hmm. like you can't I mean you know can't spin all the wheels at once
0: no you can't anyway i think this was an awesome conversation today i like i like this list i like where we went with it and um yeah definitely all things that are relatable and all things that we can continue to work on with our mindset um as we go along
1: yeah it's the perfect time to get mentally strong maybe pick one or two of these things and see how we can kind of like maybe change a conversation or change the way we respond to something this week um, and see how that feels.
0: Yeah, yeah, try shutting down some, some negative talk if you hear it, try shutting it down. See how good you feel afterwards. Okay, I love that. Chat soon. All right, bye. Bye. Thank uh-huh. you.